Hello, monkeys fighting robots. How are we doing? I'm Matt Sardo, and this is the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. I just watched the season finale of She-Hulk. Have you seen it? Have you seen the season finale of She-Hulk? Attorney at Law? I've got lots to uh, ponder about this show. It was creative. I, at the very least, this show was very creative and I enjoyed it a lot. I'm a dude, so I probably didn't get as much out of it as somebody else. But I, I totally enjoyed my time with the series and the show. And I thought that they did a brilliant job with the season finale. Did they stick the landing though? Ah, it's uh, it's always a little wonky when you break the fourth wall. Because when you break the fourth wall, the rules are out the window. And then, are there consequences in this world? I don't know. Can you just rewrite the world? Can you, you know, so the weight of the show, when they show you stuff or stuff happens, it loses... A little bit when you break the fourth wall. But in the end, I did enjoy Jen Walter's journey. And everything that she went through. And the culmination of the show and the aspect. And I thought that they got really ballsy and in your face. With a few social aspects of the show. Because you can totally tell because it pissed off so many people. uh, Mainly white dudes you know I mean I'm a white dude and I wasn't pissed off I was like oh I see what we're going for right here and I, I I'm well also I'm a big fan of pissing people off it's, it's 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 one of my better traits is getting under people's skin I've mellowed out my old age but uh you know I know how to push buttons and uh She-Hulk definitely pushed buttons and I'm glad that they push buttons because like fanboys I mean it's a whole thing they, they call them fanboys for a reason but, like, fanboys need to chill out a little bit, you know? It's too crazy. The internet's making people crazy. Everybody thinks they have a voice. Everybody thinks they should have a podcast. Oh, man, when I start breaking the fourth wall, that's when uh, that's when it gets really weird. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is social media has, has, has done some amazing things, but also has done some, some things where it just makes people really annoying. And fanboys and comic skaters and and all those people just need to shut up. <laughs> I hate to say it, they just need to shut up. I'm done with you guys. I mean, I'm, we've been doing, I've been doing this podcast for seven years now, and we're still talking about comic skate. But I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Tatiana, she was amazing as as Jen Walters and She-Hulk. I thought the cast was really good. Ginger as Nikki. Oh, man. She, you know, she was the perfect paralegal. Like, she did everything. Like, she she did everything you would need LA-wise. Like, I want to see her in her own show. Who else was in this show that really... Tim Roth, Abomination, and... If, you know, give or take a little bit here and there. 
I mean, this is where the show, like, it, it's fun. It's a comedy. You do all these things. Um, and then you take characters that were crazy and insane and, and were powerhouses. And you're like, okay, now they're doing jokes and stuff like that. But that's an, that's an MCU thing. Um, Mark Lynn Baker, always very happy when I saw him come on screen. Who else is in here that, I mean, Mark Ruffalo was fine. Benedict Wong. I mean, I just need Wong to have his own show. I, I, did, I really enjoy Benedict Wong's act, acting uh, himself. If you've ever seen Marco Polo, like that show should have been around for a very long time, but it got canceled. And one of Netflix's earlier shows, but he is an amazing actor and he needs to do more. And then we have Charlie Cox. Daredevil is back in the MCU. I mean, we knew this. We knew that Charlie was back in the MCU. But where they went with it was, oh my gosh, what do we do here with this stuff? And I think it's one of those things where the Daredevil series on Netflix, uh, Matt Murdock was just so sad the whole entire time. You know, he was just dark and emo and everything. So... I'm always a little taken back where it's like, hey, here's a sunshine picnic day with with Daredevil. But again, like if you start reading comic books, if you start flipping through some of your older comic books, this happened. Like this stuff happens. I mean, like, I mean, we were so close to having uh, the thing, having his poker tournament at, at, at the Baxter building. I mean, like that's we weren't that far off from that. And then having the conversations that go around with that. Uh, and, and sometimes that's some of the most entertaining stuff in a comic book. But when you see it on TV, you're like, wait a second. Wait, what's going on here? Why is it why is it not darking, brooding the whole entire time? Because that's not how it is in the comic books. The comic books actually do take on the goofiness of being a superhero. The goofiness of sitting at a picnic or sitting in Central Park or for this L.A., you know, a backyard barbecue in LA. Like it just it it's dumbfounding sometimes to see your comic book come to life live action on screen. And and some of it I think plays well and some of it you're just like, wait a second. This was really good on paper. I don't know how good it is in 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 live action. But again, I, I still enjoyed it. I I the that last scene of the show, um, which, you know, I, I, spoiler alert, you know, stop reading or stop. It's not, we're not writing. I'm reading, you know, stop listening. Um, and this is not major point, but this, the, the last, the last scene where they're kind of barbecuing outside in LA and you have, you know, She-Hulk, uh, you got Matt Murdock and then Hulk shows up. It was it was really goofy, and but it was really enjoyable. I don't know. It, it's it wasn't Taika Waititi Love and Thunder craziness, and I wasn't a big fan of Love and Thunder. I thought the jokes went too far. Um, but it was it was goofy enough, and I think that's what the the show was. I mean, like it was She Hulk Attorney at Law was supposed to be like a comedy, but I think the comedy was done. Well, I think you hit enough real buttons and enough social issues 
And then when you gave us some comedy, everything kind of balanced out and worked. And like, there were some real, real world issues in She-Hulk Attorney Law. And I was very proud of them for tackling those issues because I don't think they really do that in the rest of the MCU. I'm trying to think in my head of what was going on. I mean, WandaVision, it comes close because that's that's a family and those were those were that's grieving and and how we grieve is different with everyone um but she hulk definitely hit on some real world issues and i think it worked really well i mean like that you you can tackle real world issues using comedy and you you get into a comfortability with the audience to where you can have a conversation about those issues using comedy to break the ice but i i'm, I'm glad that they they handled those issues well and then when they weren't handling well Jen stepped in and was like hey this is my story this is not your story this is not an MCU action movie this isn't you know whatever this is my story and this is how I feel it needs to be told and and I can respect that some people might be like oh my god this this was bad this was worse but it was it was her story this was Jen's story and she, you know, she, like some other, some women out there that have been abused and hurt, like, they need to tell their story. And I know that she's fictional and everything, but, like, some people don't have a voice. And for Jen to be like, hey, you need to stop. This is my story, and this is how I want it to be told, is very powerful, like so powerful and I'm, I'm proud of the writers of the show and how they went with that they're like enough is enough I want to tell my story there's so much other stuff going on out there so much other uh, blockbuster cinematic craziness where it's like hey everything interferes with telling the story of a woman who has been betrayed and emotionally hurt and just smeared you've seen it a million times and you know, I mean, enough is enough really but I mean like they wrote it to where Jen could say like listen this is my story and this is how I want it told for better or for worse that that is a bold statement right there and I hope that you take that away from from She-Hulk, and I hope you enjoyed everything else that went on with the show. But for her to put her foot down and be like, "This is my story, and this is how I want to say it or tell it," man, it's just it's it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing that they 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 that for I don't know, I'm kind of a lost words there, but it was it was the right move. It's the right move. And and that's that's my feelings on She-Hulk. I thought I'm. I hope they do have a second season, and I hope they challenge the audience some more, because by the moaning and groaning, you can definitely tell that the audience needs to be challenged. Um, but I am back. Well, I'm not back. I'm in Connecticut now, and I, I've set up my office. We're still unpacking. We're we're. I'm shipping out books, Tales of Monkeys, Fighting Robots, the complete collection from the Kickstarter are going out and everything like that. Um, but I want to talk to you guys. 
uh, about things when they pop up here and there. And, and the easiest way for me to do that is through the podcast platform. I'm going to try to work on some Zoom things here and there, um, some video aspects as well. But I definitely want to get back to talking to you guys. And I know that I've said this a million times over and, and things have happened um, called life. Um, whether we've moved, whether we've had COVID, whether, you know, family members have passed away or family members have, have been born. I mean, my, when I started this, it was my wife and I, and, uh, my two cats and my two dogs. Now I am down two cats. I still have the dogs and I have three daughters. Alice is now, Alice is six. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And the twins are four. Um, so there's been a lot of life that's happened over the seven years of Monkeys Fighting Robots. And I still haven't been able to shut off all the no- notifications on my watches and phones and, and computers yet. Uh, but I, w- I want to get back to talking to you guys because I really enjoy this aspect of media and, and social media and everything. Of, of actually just sitting down and having a conversation with you and and... We need to do that more. I need to do that more. I think that's that's what I need personally is to get some things off my chest. Like, who am I going to share this with? You know, I, I can talk to my friends online and everything like that. But now that I'm new in, in Connecticut, I got to find my, my group of nerds. So if you are a nerd in Connecticut, uh, in, the, in the East Line Mystic area, uh, let me know. If you like disc golf, let me know too. That'd be a, That would be the trifecta of like, a friend, a nerd, and a disc golfer in my area. That would be bonkers crazy good. So I'm uh, Matt Sardo. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or follow Monkeys Fighting Robots on all the social media platforms. Go to our website. Check it out. We've got reviews, interviews, and previews galore. Um, you know, it's this is this is it now. We're we're in the we we've gone seven years with this with this project, and it's evolved. We do the magazine now. We've published some comic books. Um, we have a, a, a staff that is doing amazing stuff right now. Um, so I'm really excited to see where we go in the rest of this year, uh, October, November, December, and then in 2023. And then I would love to be able to put together a small show, like an Artist Alley show. Like that's the goal right there, getting people together, showing their amazing products and creative talent and and, and connecting uh, geek culture with geek creators and, and just having a great time. Like that's, that's my goal. And I'm going to work on that and I want you to be part of the journey. And I'm so glad to be talking with you guys. And I I can't wait for the next thing that spurs me up. And it was like, I need to talk to you guys. I don't know what that is. It could be a Spider-Man comic book. It could be Black Panther. uh, Wakanda Forever. I'm not even sure what the title is for that. You know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of discourse about that show, that when it comes out. There's Black Adam. I mean, there's so many different things going on. I mean, Andor. I've been locked in an apartment complex since June and now I'm in my home and I can sit and watch TV and I have a space to talk to you guys and I have a space to get out my thoughts and and I'm very excited to do that. So uh, you guys have a great weekend. 
Again, I'm Matt Sardo. This is Monkeys Fighting Robots. This is our podcast, but we're going to be doing a lot more in the future. So take care.